Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. You should celebrate yourself every day, but some days you should celebrate with jewelry. Whether you want to commemorate an unforgettable moment or just bring some added sparkle to your collection, Blue Nile can offer you expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com today and experience the ease and convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at Bowling branch.com code buttery exclusions apply see site for details so today's episode is a regular format someone is coming on and asking if they should quit something but it's slightly different than usual because our guest is different than usual our guest is a friend of mine and a colleague of mine hannah rehack and we are actually doing a series of episodes upcoming with friends of mine One of the reasons that we started this podcast is that we wanted to model a kind of conversation of friendship that we think is really important, which is saying to a friend, here, you have an hour of my time. We are only going to talk about you. And I'm going to try my best to not have an agenda and just listen and try to be thoughtful back to you. And so that's what you're going to hear for the next few episodes. You're going to hear me talking to some really good friends. Hannah has a question about where she wants to be living. And I hope that you enjoy this episode. I'm Vanessa Zoltan, and this is Should I Quit? Hi, Hannah. Hi. Thank you so much for coming and chatting with me. I'm happy to be here. A little nervous, too. Well, if you weren't talking to me right now, what would you be doing? What does your life usually look like? I'd be working for you right now. Um, But how I spend my days, I work on podcasts, so I'll do some editing, I'll do some recording, I'll probably call somebody in my family during the day, I will probably not make myself lunch And then in late afternoon, be like, oh, my God, I need to eat something. And then I'll just, like, order Indian food and live my best life after 7 p.m. Just so I know, like, what is a typical conversation with a typical family member in the middle of a quote-unquote work day? It'd probably be, like, my dad giving me a call and being like, I don't want to, I don't want to bug you, man. I don't, I'm, I don't, I don't want to interfere in your life. I just want you to say, I love you. I want to hear your voice. And then I'll be like, dad, of course, I, thank you for calling me. I love when you call. 
And then he'll be like, you know, you don't have to pick up if I <laughs> if you don't have time. And I'll be like, I actually don't have a ton of time, but I wanted to pick up anyway because I <laughs> like to hear how you're doing. And then we'll talk about our various work projects usually, and that'll be that. <laughs> the thing I'm stuck on is that your dad calls you man. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he calls me man. <laughs> well, Hannah, man, what question do you have for our little podcast today? The question that... I have is, should I quit Chicago? The whole of the city. Yeah. (laughs) Should I quit it? Okay. Well, first, tell me about your relationship with the beautiful city of my best friend's wedding. You're already biasing me. You're like, it's actually a stunning city. (laughs) I actually don't like Chicago, but I'm trying trying to overcompensate by complimenting it. It is a very pretty city. I love it. Now we know. Now we're now all the cards are on the table. Yeah. Um, I my relationship to Chicago. I grew up in Chicago. I was born there. The house that my parents still live in in the north side of Chicago is the house that they bought right before I was born. And when I think of my family life, everything orbits that house. And they're there. And I left for school. I went to Minnesota for for school and stayed there for a year after. And then I moved back to Chicago to pursue my dreams. And I was there and I've been there since 2016. So most of my life I have spent in Chicago. Until now, you're not, I'm looking at you, you are not Mm -hmm. in Chicago. Yeah, no, I have the Pacific Ocean right behind me. I'm in LA. (laughs) (laughs) I'm in LA. in the room. (laughs) I came to LA in January in what I called a soft move from Chicago. (laughs) And it's like sort of bad on the ears. And I don't know why I committed to calling it that, but that's how I framed it to myself and to others and to my family. I was like, I'm not moving. I'm soft moving. I'm Mm -hmm. like a little bit moving. Yeah. (laughs) And that was a few months ago. So what does that mean, the soft move? Is the question, should I quit Chicago and stick to my life in LA? Is it, should I hard move? What, What is this? It's so frustrating that you want me to <laughs> uh, define something that I have so intentionally so left sorry. nebulous. I didn't realize that coming on talking to you would have to like define things. No, I've been thinking a lot about it. I need to do this. Um, I A soft move, as I decided, is when you know you need to leave a place, but you're not sure for how long and where to and and for how long in that other place. So for me, that meant I like packed up my, most of my belongings and the things that like I needed to have for the following three to six months. I was like, these are the things I need. These are the clothes. These are the items, work materials, things like that. I put everything else sort of like stored away and didn't do like a goodbye party. I didn't do a goodbye party with friends. You know, it wasn't that kind of thing. But I did have like one-on-one lunches and said bye to people like, I don't know the next time I'm going to see you because I'm soft moving. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and everyone just let me get away with it. And when you land in the next place that you're in, which for me was LA, that meant that people would be like, so you live here now? And I'd say, yes, I indefinitely live here. And they say, so you moved from Chicago? And I would say, I think so. <laughs> but I'm not sure. So is the question, should I quit Chicago and commit to LA or are those separate questions to you? Like, should I quit Chicago, but New York is an option and Topeka is an option? I think I have spent a long time thinking that 
I needed to answer both simultaneously. And for me, a lot of like delays in leaving Chicago or like quitting all of my commitments there, anything like that, were sort of stalled and still is stalled because of the question of where I should land. And I've been trying to really think through those questions as being separate. Like regardless of where I quote unquote permanently land next, Mm -hmm. do I need to stop like digging into that city the way I have been for the for the previous seven years. You said I have to leave. Can you tell me about what that feeling is that you have to leave Chicago? Okay, well pre-pandemic, I'd moved to Chicago because I wanted to pursue comedy and writing and specifically improv, which I fell in love with during college. And so I moved to Chicago because Chicago is the most highly regarded epicenter of training for improv specifically. And I had been thinking about going to New York because like all urban children, and also I guess not, but for me, it was like, if you grow up in Chicago, where do you go other than New York? Like if you're staying on this side of the pond. Mm -hmm. And I decided on Chicago because of the training possibilities in Chicago and also because my family was there. And so it just felt like if it's a close call, why not lean towards family? Totally. So prior to the pandemic, I had been really immersed in the improv and comedy scene there and had been had kind of reached a point where it was like, like I had done some of the things that were on my bucket list there. And I was kind of like, I think within the next couple of years, I'm like ready to go. Mm-hmm. And I'll be like set up for some like bigger successes if I like leave. And then the pandemic hit and I sort of like came out of that much closer to 30 than I'd been going in. Now I'm 30. And it was kind of like, oh, I didn't really finish, quote unquote, finish doing everything I wanted to do in Chicago. But timeline wise, like my body still feels this. I still feel like time to go. Like you've been here kind of a long time now. So I I don't know. I guess I'd been feeling this tension. You asked like, why does it feel like I have to? It's almost like, well, the train was already set in motion and doesn't really matter that the pandemic happened and like slowed certain things and dramatically changed my life in Chicago. And yet that was still like a feeling that I had like, oh, but I had meant to change something. Like there's been all this change out of my control and I'd actually meant to like grab a hold of change. Is it a feeling I have to leave Chicago? Explain to me or is it like there's no up for me to go here? Like strategic versus just like emotional. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I think if I hadn't been ever trying to be strategic, I wouldn't have moved back to Chicago. I I never like went back to Chicago because I loved it as a city. And so there's just this feeling of like, okay, it's time, you know, it's time to go. And, and, and I can hear listeners being like, so she should quit. Like, it's so clear. It's like, so whatever, like it's, you already have, you know, but my communities there, my deeply rooted communities in Chicago, my family who I feel really lucky. I'm like one of the few people in the world who really, I really like my family and they're good to me. And I feel like not being near them is like wasting something. Mm-hmm. And with what I want to do, like I could do it there. People do keep writing there. People do do comedy there, of course. But I'm, I think I want to have my cake and eat it too. I really want to just have so much money that I can have two homes. That's the real thing I really want. So you're close to your family. Don't you kind of have two homes? Like, could you go and like stay with your family for three months? Yes. Yes. 
Uh, yes. No, either. What? But I think I have a tendency to let things end for me. I'm like pretty afraid of cutting things off too soon. That goes beyond this question for okay. me. But there's just this like this question of what if it's what if it's too soon? What if I was about to get main stage at Second City? To be clear, I was not. <laughs> and what if and also what if like my parents die and I don't live in Chicago and then I'm like I miss time with them. What was I thinking? What was I what was I thinking? Yeah. So tell me about this other life that you would live not in Chicago. Because in Chicago, you have your family who you really like. You have this embedded community that you really value. You mm -hmm. can pursue your career. So what is this other life? It doesn't have to be anywhere specific. But what is another city giving you that Chicago can't? Well, I think that's my other thing is like, I love being somewhere new. I've been doing these little stints I have like been to LA for a month last year and then a few weeks this summer. And now I've been here a couple of months. I'll be here for another one. Like I like being places kind of temporary. I always think of myself as like with sleepaway camp or study abroad or these sort of like intense short experiences where you kind of have like a whole new life for a little while. Yeah. I like love those experiences. And so that's always what I like picture. Just going from city to city. And not because I don't love the other thing, but because yeah. I like love creating those things. Yeah. And things that are new often give me like a lot of energy and I feel yeah. very like creatively inspired. And so I think when I think about leaving Chicago, I think it's less about a fear of leaving Chicago and more about committing to like a new place mm -hmm. and like letting the new place become regular life, which it will if I really commit to it, which I have to in the sense of like limited money and taxes and like things that sort of ground you in a place. But let's, let's say I move to LA fully, like it will become the life that then I'm living. My, my new friends will become my old friends and my like new community will be my deeply embedded community. And all these like wonderful things that I love, have loved about Chicago. I guess there's a part of me that's like, uh, starting over starting over and not just in like the fun zest of like, you're the new person in town. We're all going to prioritize seeing you. We're all going to like, you know, it's just, there's like an energy to people when they arrive somewhere, I think. Yeah. So this question might be really naive, but you have this house in Chicago that you have access to. Is mm -hmm. there a reason that you can't spend like three years bouncing around? There isn't, I think the thing that it feels worth naming is that in my, in my body right now, experientially, there's so many fears around like why this is the thing I want rather than like, oh, it's the thing I want and I think I can have it. You know, like you can be in Chicago um, some of the time with your family and then most of the time you can be in another city that's really exciting to you. And then when you're ready to like leave that city, you can like bop around again. And if you get really immersed in like another theater or community or performing space, you can decide to stay and like, great, that's that. And it feels really clear. But the feeling I have about it is like, what if I'm, you know, what if I'm somebody who is just always going to be a little discontented wherever I am? And this is like me being motivated by that. Again, what, what if, what if my parents die? Because they've, they've both promised me they won't. But what, what happens if that happens and I feel like massive regret about having not spent 
you know, more time with them when I can hear them saying to me, like, we spend a lot of time together. It's really okay. (laughs) I call you in the middle of the work day and you pick up. They're very like, don't worry. (laughs) They're, they're, I mean, they're well adjusted. (laughs) Well, then they should have done a better job with you, Hannah. (laughs) Yeah. I think that's the irony. Well adjusted people don't beget necessarily that. There's like that. There's like a feeling of, you know, right now, no, I, I don't necessarily crave like three nights a week being with my partner, watching Netflix and being cozy and being completely adored by somebody. And so it's, it's, it feels okay to not be pursuing. But there's, of course, the fear that like, because of the whole way the world uh, talks to women and a lot of people, but about relationships is like, but you're going to age out of the opportunity. Like, don't forget, <laughs> you're actually going to age out of the moment where you could have decided. So there's just like a lot of like that stuff that comes to the surface. And it's like, if I can just always be in a state of deliberation, I'll never have decided to do the wrong thing. Totally. I mean, I've got great news. No matter what you do, it'll be wrong. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) That's just inevitable. I don't want to hear that. (laughs) I'm sorry. I mean, we can get into more specifics to what that is. So I don't just sound like I've put in a quarter into the jukebox that is me and played you my like most famous song. Um, So I just want to tell you a quick story about my friend Nick. I met Nick when he was like rooted in Boston for a little while because his brother Kyle was here and he felt like he needed to be rooted for a little while. And then he lived van life and he set out to do that for two years and he did it for four and a half. Wow. And then he actually met up with me for a gig in Eugene, Oregon. And I had a horrible time on that trip. I was just (laughs) about to have a surgery and was in a lot of pain. But he fell in love with Eugene Mm -hmm. and like bought a farm and literally put down roots like gross potatoes in Eugene, Oregon. (laughs) And, like, there was a season to van life, and Mm. it was longer than he thought. Does this story sound like, oh, that's really nice to know? Or are you like, No, I think I, no, that sounds lovely. Good job, Nick. Does that feel like, oh, that's possible? I I mean, it sounds like he, like, fell in love with something again. And I think maybe, well, this is going to sound really sad. (laughs) I can hear it sounding sad. That I think there's like a little part of me that's like, yeah, like not totally in love with anything right now. And it feels like big fallout from a hard, obviously, for so many, a hard few years. And it sounds like that is a story of like, like following your desire and then kind of like he fell in love again. I mean, again, I don't know what his past was, but like fell in love with a new thing. And like let yeah. that ground him. And I guess I feel a little bit like a fuck boy. <laughs> Can I say that? <laughs> With Chicago, where I feel like I, I feel like I owe it to my family and to my friends there. And to and literally, I mean in like really material terms to like places I like and work adjacent to or that I work for in Chicago. Like I, I need to I need to give them an answer kind of soon. Because I don't like living right now. I'm getting a little tired of living in the question of like, so when are you coming back? Or are you coming back? Or like, I can feel other people's and I love it for I love them for it. But I feel other people's like sadness or frustration that they like can't really figure out what the heck I'm doing. Yeah. Oh, my God. My favorite part of being a teacher, my favorite part was that when people ask you what you do, you can say I'm a teacher. And they knew exactly what it meant. 
And yes. like it wasn't the students and it wasn't the classrooms. It was the bridal showers where people were like, what do you do? And I was like, I'm a high school teacher. And they were like, got it. Yeah. It's nice to be legible. Yes, <laughs> it is. It's so nice to be legible, especially because it kind of allows you to be illegible, right? You're Absolutely. like, now you think you know me and we, I can do anything and like, right. you don't care. And which is why soft move really came in handy. Yeah. But I think it's, again, time for a new, a new legible umbrella yeah. term. So, I mean, it's just that, like, an answer can be, I don't know, and I'm giving myself until 2025 to know. Right? Mm. Like, we mm-hmm. can make up what teacher is for you. You can say, Chicago will always be home, and I might be back soon, but I'm, like, figuring stuff out. Mm-hmm. Does that feel possible? Like, can't it stay? Like, open like that? Yeah. And, like, I'm not coming back anytime soon. Don't don't set the table for me. Mm-hmm. But I'm good with leftovers when I come back. So, like, don't worry about it. Mm-hmm. Or does that feel insufficient? No, I think, I think it sounds right. I mean, this is so – I can, like, I can feel the eye rolls – not from your lovely listeners, but from my friends who I will be sending this to, of like, of like I have an agent in Chicago. Like, I have a, an acting agent. I have to leave her if I'm going to be nomadic. Like, that's, that is true. Like, you, I can feel the frustration. I can feel the, like, what are you doing kind of thing. And so that's just, like, a concrete thing that I, a concrete thing that I have to let go of and kind of accept that, like, I don't think I'm going to try to get another one. So I think there's just some concrete things that kind of have to happen. Do you feel comfortable quitting an agent? I don't feel comfortable quitting anything. <laughs> but yes, like ultimately hearing it out loud, it's like it is a small price to pay unless I'm like obsessed with being an actor. And I'm not obsessed with being an actor. It's something that sort of like comes along with the comedy life that I have built and been trying to build that that just kind of came with it, which is great. But yeah, I think there's some like narrowing that is happening because you have to like make some hard choices that you didn't have to make when you were 22. Well, just the other thing that I'm hearing is that like you're looking to fall in love and be inspired. And so like that's exciting and that might be Mm. more exciting than an agent in Chicago. (laughs) I don't know. It's like a cheesy line in a movie, right? But like. Like you're in a season of your life where you're like asking the world to show you something new and you're like willing Mm. to put the miles and grit and hard work into the world showing you something new. You're not sitting at home in your parents' comfortable house being like, come on, world, excite me. You're like, I'll pack shit (laughs) up. I'll store it. I'll frustrate Mm -hmm. a lot of people and like (laughs) as caringly as I can, but like I'll come up with like cute sticky ways to explain to people so that I'm legible to that, mm-hmm. you know, like, because you want this big thing. You want the world to impress you again. And I think that that's like a big and beautiful thing to want. You don't think I'm going to be terribly disappointed? I don't. I I mean, like, I can only tell you about my experience, but when I was 30, I went to divinity school and my first day of assignments, I was like, oh, my God, I'm finally in the right place. Mm. Mm-hmm. And so 
yeah, Divinity School is also like super frustrating and annoying. And like the other thing that happened on my first day is they were like, what's every class you're going to take in order to concentrate in Judaism? And there literally weren't enough classes. And I was like, this sucks, right? <laughs> like those were the two things that happened on my first day. Yeah. So yeah, I think the world will disappoint you, but I think it will also meet you. You're not going to be able to go to every wedding and every birthday party, and you're not going to be able to, you know, run into that person you knew from the theater company and then be like, oh my God, let's just go get a drink, right? Like you're, you're going to be giving up a lot. And you will be sad about that and have to grieve that. But I don't know. I mean, the thing that I guess the thing that comes to mind is like, yeah, I kind of have to be a grown up about it. And I don't say that in like a just grow up way. Like I, I'm not truly not that self-flagellating. Like I, um, it's I say that with love to myself a little bit. Like, yeah, you like don't get to be everything that you want to be and you don't get to do all the things you want to do and you don't get to live everywhere you want to live. And what I'm hearing through a very encouraging response from you is this feeling of like, like there are some like potentially some really nice things on the other side of sacrifice. And I think that just it's worth naming again, because we can't talk about it enough that the pandemic was like a big sacrifice. None of us wanted to make. And I think maybe that feels like embedded into it is this feeling of like willingly doing something hard or, you know, a lot of change. And it's like, man, I just was forced to do all of that. I kind of can't believe I'm like choosing to do it again. Yeah. But under like my own terms that are still a little like not totally defined. It's like a little bit of like a cognitive disconnect, I guess, even though when you say it back to me, it doesn't seem like one. seems like a really exciting potentially very like life-giving shift and that's nice and still a little hard to wrap my head around yeah I just think you only have one life I think you're allowed to spend a few years roaming the earth saying like give me a reason to stay like come on (laughs) give me an opportunity that's big enough for me to stay (laughs) give me a person that's big enough for me to stay give me a you know Mm -hmm. But you get to, like, trounce the earth asking it for a reason for you. Hannah, this is actually a really hard question that you're asking. So I don't – you've done a lot of, like, I don't know. (laughs) Like, this is actually really hard and big. I forget how hard the pandemic was for people who weren't in my phase of life. Like, you lost a big chunk of your 20s (laughs) to the pandemic. Mm. And like that fucking sucks. And like figuring out what to do now when it feels like three years of your life got zapped from you. This is like super fair. This is super, super fair. Thanks. Thank you. But I want a place to be worthy Uh, of you. Thank you. I do think I need to quit Chicago. Mm -hmm. And... I think it's helpful to sort of give it more credit maybe than I have been in my imagination to be like, it might ask me to like stay again or it it might ask me to come back. (laughs) And it's just like not right now. And I have a little bit of trouble with like remembering that uh, nothing's permanent. (laughs) So it feels like a permanent decision to leave, but it is just like one in a series of decisions. And maybe I'll like decide to go back. 
Hannah, thank you so much for coming on. And I'm excited for you to hang out in LA. I'll get to see you more if you're in LA than I do in Chicago. So. And who knows, maybe Boston will be on the like bingo card of places to go bop by. Probably not. <laughs> I'm recording in a room that you can use for free. <laughs> no. So. Okay, great. Yeah, thank you for having me. Thanks for talking this through with me. You've been listening to Should I Quit, the latest season of The Real Question. Our show is funded through our Patreon at patreon.com slash realquestionpod. If you're a regular listener, we would love your support. Another way that you can support the show is leaving us a review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you are listening. You can also follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Real Question Pod and Twitter at The Real Q Pod. We love our BFF tier patrons, Molly Real, Kristen Hall, Mary Margaret, Becky Boo, Jenny Cruz, Amanda Schramm, Effie Hugh, Shannon Chien, Renee Underhill, and Biddy. We are a Not Sorry production. Our executive producer is Ariana Nettleman. Our music is by Nick Bull, and we are distributed by Acast. Thank you so much to the great Hannah Rehack for joining us today. And thanks, as always, to our wonderful team, Julia Argy, Nikki Zoltan, Lara Glass, AJ Aramas, Hannah Rehack, Margaret H. Wilson, Courtney Brown, Casper Turkile, and Stephanie Paulsell. Thanks, everyone. We'll talk to you next week. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.